0: Hey guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. Today on Habits and Hustle, we have Clarissa Shields. She is a powerhouse, if I've ever seen one, guys. She is a professional boxer and now an MMA artist. She has held multiple world championships in three Weight classes, and she currently holds the record for becoming a two and three weight world champion in the fewest professional fights. Shields is also the only boxer in history, female or male, to hold all four major world titles in boxing. Simultaneously, in two weight classes, she is also the first woman to win lineal championships in two weight classes. Also, when she was an amateur in her amateur career, She won gold medals in the women's middleweight division at the 2012 and 2016 Olympics, making her the first American boxer to win consecutive Olympic medals. Please listen to this podcast. This woman's mental toughness and mindset is just unbelievably beyond, I guess, anything I've seen. So enjoy. Today we have Clarissa Shields. She is a... a beast. If you guys don't know who this girl is, she is, uh, legitimately, um, the most dominating, uh, women boxer, of, I think probably of all time at this point, right? You're undefeated. You're in many weight classes. Um, you, when you were 17, you won your first Olympic gold, correct? Mm-hmm. And then, and then you won yet again at your second Olympic gold when you were what, 21, four years later. 21. Yeah. yeah that's, um, and like, I have to just say, like, from the beginning on in, like, you're only 26 years old. I mean, you've done more in your life in the last few years. And most people can say in like 20 in 20 lifetimes. So uh, unbelievable. I guess the first thing is, I want to ask you, I know your dad was a boxer, and he got you into it all. But how did you, I mean, how did you become so freaking good? Like, I don't even know, like, what else to say? Like, it's just kind of, it's like, it's unbelievable.
1: Um, well, I started training when I was 11. And I think that, you know, God just kind of made the universe work for me because I was always blessed with like, the best coach, the best sparring partners, um, the best environment, you know, boxing and, and growing up in Flint. I, um, I was trained by Jason Crutchfield, who trained me from the age of 11 to about 19, 1920. Um, and he didn't take it easy on me. He trained me like I was one of the boys, you know, I boxed with all the guys. I mean, by the age, by the time I turned fifteen, I was sparring guys that was twenty-one and thirty years old, and, and you know, beating them up in the gym. And it was just like I was the one who was at the gym every day. So I wasn't the best boxer when I first started, but as I continued to come to the gym, and you know, as I got older, it would be parties, it'd be clubs, it'd be you know, it was so many different things to do, and I always chose to just go to the gym. So I spent a lot of time one-on-one with my boxing coach at the time, uh, Jason Crutchfield, where nobody else wanted to train. I would always show up to the gym, ready, you know, ready to learn, ready to train, ready to get more knowledgeable. And uh, he taught me and that's how I became so great. I feel.
0: I mean, you, you, t- I think you coined the term, do you actually own the trademark uh, quote, like greatest woman of all time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and so when you were 11, so you started, so how much of this do you think is just raw talent and how much do you think is just pure mindset and the desire to, to be the best and the want?
1: I think that, uh, I think my upbringing made me tough. You know, we gave me a lot of heart. But I believe that boxing is 80% uh, mental. No, it's it's 80% mental, yes, and 20% physical. So I think 20% of me being um, athletic, liking sports, liking a workout, me having that heart to want to fight is everything of that 20%. And then the 80% is really me just having that mindset to actually stick to a schedule, stick to the diet, be uh, be disciplined, train three, four times a day. And um, being able to make all these different weight classes and just mentally knowing that every every fight is different. You know, you can fight against the same fighter six, five times, but every time they bring a different them and you still got to figure them out on how to beat them. And I became a master at fighting, you know, 12, 15, 20 different ways, whatever, whatever way that I have to fight to win. And um, I think that, you know just having the courage to not be scared of nobody and just knowing that um hard work to get the job done like never being afraid and like like nobody can beat me at like at like a mental game like when it comes to trash talking or when it comes to saying something to get under somebody's skin nobody can say anything to get under my skin i'm always the one getting under everybody else's skin you know making them scared or you know making them think about something that i said or you know just letting them know that i'm not worried about our fight. I'm going to go on there and do what I did my last fight. Like, that's intimidating to people. So when yeah. I say 80% mentally, it's just like wanting to win. When you can take somebody's want from them, then they just become like a little, I don't know, puppy or something.
0: Right. I mean, are you draw? I mean, because unlike anybody really else, I mean, not like I'm a connoisseur in, in boxing, but I mean, your record kind of speaks for itself, but you hold um, four major titles in boxing, you have the two gold, you, two gold medals, you're also in every, you have three weight classes, you're a champion. So are you dropping weight classes because you need to keep on finding people to fight you because everyone just, there's not enough people who are willing or even have the ability at this no, point? Okay.
1: So over boxing, I've, 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 I've held over 10 major titles. 10, because I have all the belts at 154, um, all the belts at 160, and I had two belts at 168. So I did start higher, and I started working my way down. I started working my way down because um, it was just more competition. Not that it wasn't like good competition at the girls at a higher weight, just saying that at the time when I was at super middleweight, about, about 168 pounds, um, it was about I don't know, a lot of the belts were banking and um, I couldn't get nobody who, who would fight me. All the girls who were at 160 or 154 would say, oh, we're not going to come to 168 to fight her. She's too big. So I started going down to 160 and those girls thought that I that I would struggle with making weight. So they would talk trash thing think that I would make it to 160 and be drained. But I actually was a better fighter because I fought the Olympics at 165 both times. So I was used to walking around at 160 anyway. And then I went down to 54 because it's like the younger or like the smaller girls said that they're better skilled, that they're better boxers. And I'm like, no, y'all not. Y'all just little, you know? So, so I lost the weight to go and, you know, fight those girls and I was able to beat those girls too. Um, but I just go wherever I feel like the best uh, competition is, um, I would have fought against Cecilia Brackfast at one, about 147, but she was scared
0: of me. Yeah, I would be scared of you too. I mm. mean <laughs> I mean, were it, wasn't I was like when I was researching you uh, for the last couple of days, there's a lot of stuff I, I I found super fascinating. and we're gonna get into that. But as we're talking about people who are scared of you, not whatever, were you gonna fight Layla Ali last year? Cause I saw there's a lot of tra- there was a lot of trash talk in the media about you, her, wanting to, not, and you're all about women empowerment and, and, and equal pay and equality. Was it? Were you going to fight her and then it never worked out because of the fact that it was just not fair in terms of the overall, uh, like the payment uh, that we, you guys were going to get?
1: Well, you know, boxing is a business and I did want to fight against Layla Ali and I guess she did want to fight against me, but but the truth is she's been retired you know, for 13, 14 years. I've been active for that many years. And um I think she just kind of got a little jealous with all the spotlight that I was getting and all the attention. And that's what kind of brought her back into, you know, mm-hmm. boxing. Now people are comparing me to her and saying, oh, who's greater? Her Rolella Ali. And um she never had that comp- had that comparison before because all the other girls that box. Like, yeah, they box good, but nobody, nobody ever looked at them as being, you know, competition to Layla Ali, right? And so, um, when I came about and they started making the comparisons, I wasn't, I didn't care about the comparisons. I've always felt that I was better. You know, you're not going to call me little Layla Ali. You can call her little Carissa Shields, but don't call me little Layla. Like, that's not, that's not it, you know? So... I think a lot of skeletons came out the closet because I did mention how she didn't fight Ann Wolf, And I did mention how she didn't fight against all these other good female fighters who came up around her time and how she retired at 29. And I don't think that women's boxing ever had this much attention. So when I brought attention to that, I guess people started confronting her and asking her, like, well, why did you retire when you was 28, you know, or 29? You know, why didn't you continue to boxing? How come you didn't fight against Ann Wolf? You know, like, you know, we just so many questions that people had. And I think that's what made her even more angry at me,
0: you know? So um No, and also why did by the way, why didn't she fight against Ann Wolf? Did you did you ever get an answer about that? Or does anyone know that reason? Or
1: I've been able to meet both of them. And from the time I met Ann Wolf, who I met first, she told me that Layla Ali was scared of her. And when I was cool with Layla and me and her used to talk and stuff, she told me that Ann Wolf was scared of her. So they were both just and Wolf say she say, say Layla's scared, and Layla say Ann Wolf was scared. So that's the story, but I don't know what actually happened. I
0: know Ann Wolf was a beast though. Oh that's my God. I, yeah. Absolutely. And so, okay, so then basically, um, it's unbelievable. I I still am, I'm so I'm so um Marvel! I I still marvel at at your list. Like you're also the fastest of all time. Like, I mean, how does how do you even like compare to anybody else at this point? You know what I mean? Like, I,
1: I don't. You know, if I was a man and I had accomplished all these things, I would be pound for pound number one. You know, being able to go to all these different weight classes, call out the best fighter, beat them, go down another weight class and beat that person. You know, I would be praised as number one fighter in the world. But since I'm a female, they want to put me as number ten on pound for pound list, number five on the pound for pound list, or you know number one for the women overall. But talk about the non gender list, I'm like number five or number ten or something like that. But my but my accomplishments, I would do all of them. Like a fighter who I love to compare myself to is Canelo Canelo Alvarez. Like I like him. I like the way he box. He's a four division time a four division time champion. Um. He's, he's, he's actually going up. So he started at 147, 154, 160, 168. He's even fought at 175, I think. And I mean, he's not undisputed champion in any of those weight classes. He wants to be undisputed now, but I'm, I'm two-time undisputed now. in two different weight classes, 154 and 160. So if, if we just talk about, you know, resumes, my resume is better than his and he got way more fights than me, but also too, if we add the Olympics, I have two Olympic gold medals to his zero. Exactly. And it's like he's getting paid thirty six point five million to fight, and right now I'm still, you know, going back and forth with these promoters and networks about when I'm a fight on TV and how much I should make. And they're talking about oh, oh three hundred and fifty k, one hundred and fifty k, and it's like I don't even want to talk about no hundred thousands. Like give me a million dollars and just, you know. Like I've like I've earned a million dollars, but they just keep, you know, trying to say that, oh, women's boxing don't sell and all this stuff. But it's like I get more views than the men, I get more streaming numbers than the men. But still they they try to make up all these reasons to why
0: women can't get paid like the men do. No, I know. Look, it wasn't Floyd Mayweather worth like a billion dollars now, right? Is it not? I mean, I mean he fought for fifty million for one fight, so I, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I know this will can never happen, but would you be able to fight a, a guy and win, you think? Like, would you, are you that? In, I can definitely be the guy, I mean, I'd be guys now, but I don't think that I should have to
1: do that in order no. for women to equal, hey, let me, let me cut this food off,
0: one second. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm back. Where did you go to cut what off? I had some boiled eggs on. I was making a (laughs) salad. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Well, first of all, so let me, so because now you're transitioning to the MMA world. Now, again, is it because like you've already kind of dominated the boxing world, you need to kind of find more competition and kind of keep it even to find people to fight with. Like, is that again, why you're moving to the MMA space? Because of the fact that really you kind of have done it all in the, in the boxing world?
1: No, so I'm still going to box and do I'm still gonna box and do MMA. Um both. Yeah, I'm I'm going to do both. I think people are used to boxers hard to stop and to do one or the other, but I'm going to do both because I'm that great. But um I'm doing MMA because I want to do it. I mean, it's always something that I've th- that I thought about uh, over the years. I just was like, you know, I want to stick to what I'm great at. But it's a different kind of humbleness to actually be here learning from the ground up, getting better at wrestling, getting better at kickboxing, getting better at jujitsu, learning all these things and just being comfortable, you know, like knowing, like, like this is adding to me being the greatest woman of all time. Like this is why I'll be the greatest woman of all time because not only can I box and, uh, and accomplish all these things, but I can also do MMA. And, and I have the chance to be a boxing world champion at the same time of becoming an MMA world champion, which I, which I plan on being good enough to go to the PFL tournament uh, next year and and you know win the and you know, win the championship there and still hold my boxing title, so I'll be MMA champ and boxing champ at the same time, which has never been done in in history. That's what McGregor was trying to do with Floyd Mayweather, but
0: he lost. Yes. I mean, are you, but isn't the training, like you said, well, you have to learn all these different modalities, you know, jujitsu and and wrestling and it's so, it's like, how is it different? Can you like kind of explain the the difference between training in boxing versus training in MMA? And it's very hard, I would think, to pivot from one to another because you're so used to being so dominating in one's area look i'm like pertaining to box um but how do you do it what is the training like in both and how is it going
1: i think i wanted that the training is kind of the same the only thing that's different is all the different disciplines so it's really like i say it's a mental thing so when i'm in boxing camp i do all boxing training i'm not ever going to kick somebody in a boxing match i know boxing too well you know right. i'm not like, oh, I wish I could kick this person in a fight. Like, no, for me, in boxing, I know what I need to do. I know how I need to train. I, I box, I run, I shadow box, and I hit the pads, push-ups. I still do. I've always been big on fitness. So, like, testing my natural strength strength and testing my speed and agility and stuff like that. So, battles stay the same for MMA. Only thing with MMA now is learning, le- learning the, the, the different disciplines and learn the offenses and the defenses to them. So it's like apple and oranges, really. It's like you know, an apple is—I don't know—you don't you don't have to peel it. But in MMA is an orange. You got to peel it. You got to peel it. It got seeds in it, and you can break it down to all these different pieces. An apple, you just bite it. You know, I, I guess I say an apple is more simpler than an orange. But orange has way more com, uh, complex to it. I wouldn't even say a. Right now, I'm thinking about like a grapefruit. You know, I say like, oh shoot, I would say that MMA is like a grapefruit. You got to peel it, then you got to peel it again to get the white stuff off the grapefruit to get to the fruit on the inside. So I would say it's an apple compared to a grapefruit. And That's a great analogy. Yeah, I done that. Yeah, all the different disciplines, they got offenses, they got defense. There's so many different things you got to do. It's just, it, it just more thinking to get to the fruit. But overall, the same thing is for both of them, they're eatable. So it's a fight for 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 the apple and the grapefruit is both a fight. It's about mental strength, physical strength, um, repetition, hard work, having heart. That's where they both kind of is the same at, you know, but it's just different in the elements that go into both of them.
0: So are you conditioning with are you weight training in both? Like can you walk me through? The day in the life of a when you bought when you train to be a boxer and the day in the life when you train to be a MMA fighter.
1: Yeah. So, so boxing, I like to start my cardio off in the morning. I go to cardio or or I got strength and conditioning. Later on in the day, I have um, boxing practice, which consists of hitting the pads, hitting the bag, um, doing some wall drills with the wall drills with the combinations. And then, you know, at night, sometime I'll spar you know, actually put on a head, get put on a glove and spar with a partner. And it may more look like get up in the morning, do a jog, some push ups, some crunches. And then, you know, you have kickboxing practice. Then you have jujitsu practice. Then you have wrestling practice, right? But up in sparring is where you want to mix all of them together. And sparring is light, but then sometime sparring is like super hard. So I could train four times a day in MMA, look working on every discipline, and then at the sparring, and then in boxing, everything is related to boxing because the running is to make sure that I'm in shape for the ten rounds in the boxing match, um, and that I'm losing weight. And then the training for boxing is to make sure that I'm in, I'm also in shape, but I know like what the game plan is and working. Okay, for the fight, we're gonna do this. So this is what you want to work on. So you do that the whole time you're at the gym, and then when you spar, you work on it. So it was all boxing. So it was running, boxing, boxing. And then for MLA. Um, oh, shit. How the fuck is this on? I took it off the eye and put it on another eye that was cooking.
0: What the hell? Oh, Did my it- God. Is it okay?
1: Yeah, it's good. I'm like, what the heck? Why is it cooking? <laughs> but no, I was saying that. For every day. That- yeah. In in MMA, you got. I get up in the morning. I do my workout, push ups, crunches, just my fitness, and then jujitsu, wrestling, kickboxing, and then you mix them all together when you like spar. So,
0: how many hours a day do 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 you train for MMA, and how many hours a day do you train for boxing? The same.
1: Um, It really depends on the day. Like I love recovery. I love giving myself a break, some time off, you know, but. I like to, like, go hard for a few weeks before I just, okay, now it's time to take a break. So, um, I would say here in MMA, I've been training hour, hour and a half, hour and a half. Probably, like, four to five hours a day. And then when it comes to boxing, I get up in the morning. Sometimes my strength and conditioning workout, it, it may just be a run. But then sometime I do run, like I'll do a three mile run and I'll do some 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 weight training. I'll do some legs, which can last almost two hours. And then I'll go home and eat and hydrate and stuff. Then I'll practice for two to three hours. And then sparring is about like another hour. So it's like five, six hours for both. Actually, it really depends on what I what I have to do for the day.
0: Is the diet the same? Do you, how's your, what do you, like, how do you eat? What is your diet in both? Are you? Is it different for MMA than it was for boxing? Or? No.
1: I don't like to say that, say that I have a diet because I have to um, watch my eating so much around the year. So I say I have a life plan. That's what makes me feel better about it. So um, I, I really, now that I've been working out so much and I'm so fit, I don't have to eat super strict. But I have gotten accustomed to staying away from fried foods, so I eat a lot of. I'm a vegetarian. I only eat fish. I don't eat any other meats. Um, so it was fish, um, salads, uh, boiled eggs, um, spinach, and stuff like that. A whole lot of fruit. I love my grains with the rice and the pastas, things of that nature. And I and I eat beyond meat, which is like. It's the fake burger or whatever. But, so um, I eat that. But I, I like to more cook for myself than have, uh, you know, eat out or have people cook for me because um, I'm just really good at cooking.
0: <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. So like, so it sounds to me like you're it's interesting because you're the top of your game. And, uh, you know, there's like so many fads out there with all these different diets, right? Like, oh, I'm doing the paleo, I'm doing the um, whatever diet it is, and you're just kind of seem pretty basic, like, you're eating, you're not, you're not, basically all you're not doing is eating red meat or chicken, but you're eating everything else. You don't, you eat your rice, potatoes, you're not, it's not precise. Like a lot of times athletes have like, everything's dialed in to be so precise. Like you, it sounds to me, you're doing it yourself. Like you don't even have like a team of people, like a whole entourage of people watching your diet, watching all this stuff. I when when I
1: get close to the fight. I have this nutrition team that I work with and it's called Perfect the Athletes. But I, but even though like they may send me food, like they may send six ounces of meat, four ounces of rice, six ounces of vegetables and want me to, to eat that. And that's just me getting more stricter on my diet or on my life plan when i getting closer to the fight to make sure that my weight is coming down. But even when I'm not in camp, I don't just eat like ice cream, candy, Cupcakes, cake. Like I'm just not like a big eater like that. Like I can eat, but I rather eat a lot of healthy stuff. Like I'm I, I, like this is my second salad that I just made. I got some boiled eggs and I got some flounder fish that I just cooked. So as soon as we get off of here, I'm gonna eat that. But um good for you. For today, you know, and I feel good right now. You know, I feel good. Um eating better makes your body feel better like when i eat fried foods i feel so sluggish and fat and bloated but yeah yes i have my cheat days who doesn't but every day people think you have to have this strict diet in order to lose weight and it's just about every day being aware of what you're eating like you don't have to have four healthy meals a day you can cheat you can eat something bad but don't but well, I, I just, I really, I have a pet peeve, a pet peeve about people who like, oh, I already started off eating bad. I might as well finish the whole day. It's like, don't do that. That's a huge setback. Like, no, get your body, get your body accustomed to eating healthy. You know, so it's like every day. Like, if I want to go get some fried fish, I go get it. I go cook it or something. Eat some fried okra. Like, I love soul food, but. I'm not going to eat soul food throughout the whole day. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to have that one cheat meal. And then the rest of the day, okay, I'm going to clean it up with a salad. I'm going to drink some more water. I'm going to um, just have some fish and rice to end it out the day. Like, you don't have to. Like, yes, it's okay to, to make your cravings feel okay. But don't just overdo it. <laughs>
0: No, it's great. It's great advice. And it's true. Do you watch your portions then? Like, are you just much more mindful of how much you eat of things? So it's so because I know a lot of like me, if I would eat something that I love, um, or big, even if it's healthy, I'll eat like seven portions instead of one, you know what I mean? So I'm going to be gaining weight. Like if I like potatoes, even if it's roasted or baked potato, I'll have like three, so, how do you? Are you just very good and mindful about how much portion you're eating each time, so you stay within the weight that you need? Or I would say
1: that I'm, um, I am portion wise, but I'm also too eating. I don't eat to be satisfied. I, 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 I eat to be satisfied, not full. Like, like not full. You know what I mean? Yes. So once of uh, we all know what being hungry feels like. So for me, it's like. I, so I'm hungry, I eat And once that hungry feeling goes away I don't I don't do two or three more bites after that Like I just kind of leave it there Like okay that's enough Like I don't like to stuff myself And be, to me that's being fat You know what I mean Like when you just keep eating And keep eating Like yes the food is good But you can come back later And get some Like don't stuff yourself all up Because for me I just think to myself Why did I eat all that? You know like it wasn't that serious So for me it don't be that serious. Like i I just ate a salad before I got on the phone with you. I might eat another salad because the salad was good. And I'm gonna add flounder fish to it. Probably eat one piece or two pieces, but um, I'm not going to eat till I'm
0: like, you know, stop, stop. Stuff. How about supplements? Do you take supplements, or like, do you, or you're not really into supplements? Melatonin. <laughs> Melatonin. Oh, why you can't sleep? Are you kind of like not a great sleeper, or? No, I'm a night owl, sadly. And wow. um,
1: that's why, you know, people in the UK be up and I be on Twitter tweeting and they're like, you can't even go to sleep. We're under your skin so bad. And I'm like, no, I I suffer bad from insomnia, especially when there's a lot of my mind and I'm thinking about so many different things. So I like to take melatonin for to get me relaxed and I can actually fall asleep and get some sleep for for the morning trainings. But Sometimes I go to bed at like three, two o'clock in the morning and I'll wake up at nine and get ready for my workout in the morning. And it'd be like, oh, I feel so, so like so tired, but it's hard for me to go to sleep.
0: Wow. How do you have them the energy to like, especially like I'm sure in fight nights, right? When you're going to be fighting, are you not, if you're not sleeping, if you don't fall asleep till three or four o'clock, how are you not just petrified of like <laughs> getting into the ring?
1: Um, it's just been been so many years. Like, I don't be up like doing anything that's like wasting my energy. Like, I'll I'll lay in the bed, I'll toss and turn. You know, I'll get on my phone. I just kind of like let myself relax. And when I fall asleep, I fall asleep. But even during like fight week, me and my nutrition team, we get very strict about what time I take the melatonin, how many I take. Must go to sleep. Must sleep off some weight. Like. They're like super strict. So I try to listen to them. And um, it's a couple nights where I'll get up at two or three o'clock in the morning and I'll shadow box for about 30 minutes. And then I'll be like, okay,
0: I'm tired and I'll go back to sleep. You wow. know, but most every fight. So, okay, so let's get this. So, are you ever scared when you're walking into like into the fight? Like, are, are, how are you not? I'm not scared of nobody. <laughs> <laughs> like, But, like, you have such a cute face. So aren't you worried you're going to ruin it? Nah, I'm I'm worried that I'm gonna ruin them. I I just it's so so I want okay I really want to talk about the mindset piece because obviously this is why you're so so good. But when you were young and you started this, like the whole process, right? There were like what what was like what was your driving factor? Like what made you so determined? What gave you such discipline? Like was there a reason that you were so so like that because you see people all like it's it's usually when someone is that determined they there's like something underlying right i think i was chosen you know when i first
1: started boxing i i was boxing to make my dad happy you know he wanted to be a boxer he couldn't be a boxer no more he was older in age and i'm like you know what i want to do something to make my dad happy and i started boxing and then i fell in love with boxing and then it was like, oh, I, I want to be good at this. You know, I want to I wanna have faster hands. I want to have better stance. I want to have better, you know, uppercuts and hooks. And that's what I was working on. Like, every day I just wanted to get a little bit better. You know, I wasn't like in a rush to be the greatest. Um, but it just, I'm just never been scared of nobody. Like, even in the gym, it's like, to me, like, yeah, you may beat me today, but you won't beat me tomorrow. You know? And I sparred against the guys. I was never scared that nobody was going to hit me because I always went in there and hit them. You know, I always started the party. Um, Guys want to take it easy on me in sparring. I get pissed off, you know, and I just as hard as I can. I mean, I'll put them in headlocks. I'll push them, you know, just to make them get like, I got to get aggressive with her. And so they know like this is serious business. Like I'm not, I'm not here to let you give me this little, you know, a little slow jab and, you know, play with me. I want them to know like, to take you serious or, or or else you will get beat up in here. And I beat up a lot of guys who were just disrespectful of my skills and my power, you know? So I don't know. It just seemed like I, I never look at myself as being a victim. Like, oh, I'm scared because this girl is stronger or she's bigger or she got more fights or I've just never been scared of nobody. I always thought to myself, um, if I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna go down swinging, and I'll and I'll be perfectly fine with that. So I go on there and just fight every fight, use my knowledge, use my combinations, and I break girls mentally because who I am right now is not who I am inside the ring. When I when I get inside the ring, it's a whole different. Um, like I'm here to to see kill and see kill and destroy. That's why I'm here, you know. And then after the fight, I'll have all the sportsmanship, all the love you want. But before the fight. I only like to be friends with the girls.
0: No kidding. I mean, so when you're like, how do you, how, how about like, you have a boyfriend, right? Like, is he scared of you? I mean, are like, are men scared of you? Because I mean, you're scary. Like you're so cock. like you're so cocksure of yourself and confident that like, it's intimidating, right?
1: Man is not scared of me at all. <laughs> <laughs> but then as he gets a different side of me he, like it's the love and clarity like people don't know that you know like I massage my man I cook for my man I you know um I run errands you know for my man like I'm like I wash his clothes I fold them what watch movies together like I'm, like, a real, like, sweet girlfriend, you know? So people don't know that, and I don't speak on much to that, but it, but my boyfriend will tell you that, um, unlike any relationship, if he gets on my bad side, I will be mean. And I don't be mean enough, like, like, in you know, like, oh, let's fight kind of way. I just be mean to, like, okay, I'm not talking to you today. Or, you know, um, I don't like the way you're treating me. You, you being an ugly person, like... I have a great way about expressing myself. And um, I don't like, I don't ever want him to think that I want to fight him or it really doesn't matter who's the better fighter out of, out of me and him. Honestly, um, I look, I tell any guy, you know, any man who I know, if, if you think you can beat me in a fight, we need to go sign you a professional contract and be pro because that means you're a hell of a boxer. Like, no average Joe should be able to beat me in the boxing match. If so, I, like, I shouldn't be boxing. So, I say there's a lot of, there's some elite guys who are good boxers who may give me a good run, but they're not going to knock me out. So, it's not going to be like a dude who doesn't train or box or, or you know, even fit who think he's just going to, oh, yeah, I can put the gloves on with her and, be in a beat and beat her in a boxing match. Listen, it's a trick to it. Like, it's not even possible, so I, I I let that be known, and people know that 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 I'm from Flint and i and I grew up in Flint, and none of the guys in my hood tried me. they all know like I'm about that action, so it's best to just you know be <laughs> just be respectful and be nice because I am a nice person, I just have a short tempo for disrespect with anybody, so you know my boyfriend is not scared of me um but my boyfriend is—he's is, also sweet, and he's a tough guy too. You know, he's a tough guy. I wouldn't like, you know what to do, boss him around.
0: You, know, you to be with you, I would imagine he has to be like super tough. Like, how big is he? Is he like ten foot tall? Like, how big is he? My boyfriend is five eleven and a half.
1: He's almost, but well, he's six feet with his shoes on. So okay. 5'11. Um, I'm five nine. Um. He's actually pretty built. Um, he grew up like he was like, a smaller guy, but he got big old muscles, big chest. Like my boyfriend, people think that we're the perfect match because I just have like this exuberating confidence all the time, and he walks around with his chest just poked out all the time. I'm like, dude, relax, like put your chest down. But that's just how his body is. It's like he's just like he's like this all the time. I'm like, dude, relax. And he got really great posture. So it's just funny I, when I'm when I'm telling him like you walked around with all this confidence, like uh like that i in himself and confident wherever we go, like we around rich people, we around people who got this or that. He's not intimidated because he got his own stuff going on. He's in real estate, he's a gym owner, he's a fitness trainer.
0: And of course he got the baddest chick in the world. So woohoo. A hundred percent. I second that motion. Um, how, how long have you guys been together for? it will be a year in July. Oh, it's new. Okay. Um, and are you ever insecure? Do you have any insecurities? Do you ever have any doubt? Is there anything about you that ever is, or do you have, do you have any at all? One doubt, any uh, insecurity?
1: Ah. Uh... I hate when I don't have my hair done, you know, um, but insecurities, um, no, I'm, I'm a believer you speak into yourself what you want, you know, but I just, I think sometimes I feel like I may be too nice when it like comes to like my friends and stuff or like my family, I think that's the insecurity I have. And um, I don't know, I think sometime when I gain weight, I just hate that sometimes how my stomach looks fat. Sometimes when I lose, when I, when I gain weight, I'm like, oh, my stomach looks fat. I, I, I like, I have a two pack instead of a six pack. And <laughs> I'd be insecure about a half shirt or something, but
0: not like other girl, like every other girl, basically. Yeah.
1: Like I love everything about the way that I look, you know, even before I got my teeth fixed, like that was my one insecurity that I had. It was like my, like my teeth were crooked and they would show a shadow if I was looking or talking a certain way. And I always wanted to have straight teeth, but other than that, I never wanted anything else like to have bigger breasts or bigger breasts. I got a pretty nice booty, I got nice legs. I'm about a good B cup, you know. I don't, I don't, maybe a C or a D or an E, whatever. I'm good with the you, B-cup. You're
0: happy with yourself, basically, overall. <laughs> I mean, you're a good role. I mean, listen, I think that you're a very good role model for young girls, right? Because you are you exude confidence, you kind of take what you have and you make it work for you. And I think it's interesting because I, I heard you on an interview. Um, maybe it was Joe Rogan, actually, that I heard you on. And you were talking about like how people don't like women who are confident or people who like mm-hmm. it's like looked upon as like unfeminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you speak about that? Because I thought that was really profound and true. Yeah, it's super true. Like, like I was saying today
1: when I was on Good Morning America, they think that they can make this box and tell you what a woman is or what a good woman is. And they want to say, oh, she's quiet. She's, you know, she doesn't trash talk. She doesn't curse. She wears straight hair. She's soft spoken. They give you all these things about what a good woman is. And it's like to hell with that. That's not what a, that's not what all women are. Like, where will we be in the world without the Rosa Parks? You know, what I mean, or the of Truths. You know, or just the Oprah's. Like yes. where where will we be in this world? You know, without the Layla Ali's, you know, she trash talked, she boxed, she represented. Like, where will we be if all women just let the men tell us what we are? Like, oh, you're a woman, so you can't say this and you can't do that. And we wish just to abide by that, we'll all kind of be trying to be the same for certain Forcing our forcing ourselves to be something that we're not like, look, if you're if you're a boxer and you don't talk trash, congratulations with me. I talk trash. I back it up. I fight. I call out the best fighters. Um, I just speak facts, you know, but it's like in boxing. I don't know. I mean, just in general. Every woman is different. Like men are men are. Um, accepted for being different yeah you know men that's quiet men that are kind of feminine men that are super strong men that meet you right in the middle you know you got all these different kind of men but they want every woman to just be the same and it's like that's not right to me and i've always said that i'm like you know do you do whatever makes your heart happy like when i first started boxing I heard some of the most craziest things of people. Oh, you're going to be brain dead by the time you're 17 years old. Women don't belong in boxing. Boxing is a man's sport. Um, You're going to get hurt. You'll never make any money in boxing. You'll never fight on TV. They say so much. They said so much stuff to me. And what if I just would have listened to it? I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't uh, be this accomplished fighter. Like I made over a million dollars in boxing. I'm happy to say that. After all my accomplishments, all my hard work, I can say that I have grossed over a million dollars. Should it be more? Of course. But I am making a way for women who don't want to just be regular. Like, I think Serena Williams should be applauded for how strong she is, how competitive, how how just, man, she's a beast. Mm-hmm. I should be applauded. All the girls that bought the MMA, we should all be applauded because we're doing our job, but at the same time, we are accepting our feminine traits. You know, like, I think that I'm a very good looking woman, but when I'm, but when I'm training and I'm fighting, I cannot have on my lashes and my makeup and have my hair done. It's just not going to work. I'm not about to have makeup and eyelid juice dripping in my eye when I'm fighting. Like, it's not that important to me. Wear my right. braid. And, and, you know, my muscles are going to be bigger because I train so hard. I want to be cut up for the fight. And, you know, I'm going to be mean because that's my job. When I get outside the ring, then I can go back to being the woman that I am. But I don't, I, but I don't have to be like any other woman to be accepted. And I'm not going to let nobody tell me that, oh, in order to get endorsements, to get sponsorships, you have to be this way. It's like, well, I guess I won't get them then because I'm not going to live unhappy to make people who don't even care about my happiness to make them happy, to make them feel comfortable. I just don't believe in dumbing it down for nobody. and I'm not going to do it.
0: And you shouldn't. And I think that there's something to being authentic and being genuine and being real. Right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And to me, I think that's the most, I think that's what's really appealing about you. Right. Because there is no, there's no facade. You're not coming on here, pretending to be something that you're not. And if that, if, if it was me and I would say for, if you weren't, if the hope for an example for other women is the fact that you should be who you are and don't try to please just to, don't try to like change yourself to please someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth.
1: Just everybody should do with their heart desires. I feel like if everyone accepted what they heart felt and did what they heart desires, we would be in such a better position in the world. Like we got school teachers who hate kids. <laughs> like. He's like, what the hell did you go to school for? <laughs> you know, and then we got we got music teachers who teach music but don't love music. You know, and then there's boxing coaches who want to teach boxing, but they don't like teaching. They just knowledgeable. But they're like, I'm, I'm just going to teach it because I can't box no more. And you know, we just like, whatever your heart want to do, go do it. If you want to go be a stripper, have fun, dance. You know, like, don't try to be like, oh, I, I can't be a stripper because this person or that person won't like you. Like, do whatever your heart desires, you know, and, and, and you'll be happy. Like, I'm more
0: happy with self-satisfaction than I am with pleasing others. Yeah, I agree. So, were you always this, did boxing give you the confidence? Did boxing help build your confidence at a young age? Or did you already have the, were you already kind of a confident kid and this just, just enhanced everything? <laughs> I was not
1: a confident kid, no.
0: Um, I got bullied. I got picked on. I had a, a
1: speech impediment. I stuttered till I was in the fifth, sixth grade. Um, boxing gave me the confidence to stick up for myself, to not, to not take no shit from nobody. That's what boxing gave me. But it also gave me this sense of, I don't know, I can, I can speak up for myself and not be afraid of what anybody was going to do to me about it. You know, and that was a good feeling in itself, cause so many times when I was growing up, I was scared of people and I was intimidated. But once I started boxing and just start it just that's where my confidence grew from my hard work, from my dedication, from my accomplishments. As I as I exuded those things, I just became more confident, more confident, more confident. And at first I didn't know what to do with the confidence because hearing people say the thing that, things that they said to me made me feel uncomfortable. It was like, well, is it okay to be this way? You know, it's like, is it okay to be confident? Is it okay to speak about what you want to do? Speak about your dreams? Like, I was telling people when I was 13 years old, like, I'm going to be the first woman to win the Olympics when I turn 17. Like, I was 13 years old saying this, and people were looking at me like, "Eh," you know, stay humble. Um, it's good to dream. Only person who was telling me like, yeah, feel like that, speak that was, was my coach, Jason Crutchfield. I mean, he called me the greatest, the, the greatest woman boxer of all time when I was 15 years old. Really? Yeah. Like, And when he said that, I was like, well, I don't know, coach. I haven't fought against the best yet. And we were watching this girl named Mary Spencer, who was at the time ranked number one in the world. And i like, man, Mary Spencer pretty good He just was like, and we were in Canada Watching her fight He said, I'll tell you what I said, well, he said, you'll beat her right now With one hand He said, you'll beat her right now with your jab I said, her? Is you? Are you sure? And I'll tell you what Within that next year, I was fighting against Mary Spencer And I smoked her Really? You, he was saying I was the best When I beat her, it was like, well, am I the best? It was like, whoa. You know, it was like, I did beat the number one. She was a three-time world champion. She had won in, I want to say 2010, 2008, and 2006 world championships where she fought five times throughout the week and beat the best girls in the world. So it was like, now we're leading up to 2012 Olympics. She's a three-time world, three-time world champ. And she's getting ready to go to the Olympics. She's a favorite to win. And I fought against her in the Continental Championships in Cornwall, Canada. And I smoked her at the age of 16. So it that's was like, crazy. it was like, dang, maybe, maybe I am the greatest. And that's when it was a maybe. When I won the Olympics when I was 17, I'm like, um, I'm still pretty good. Like, there's no girl that can really beat me, you know. And then when I went to the second Olympics, that's when I was like, hands down.
0: Greatest woman of all time. Hands down. So like, where did you get like, so was it, it sounds to me, it was pretty obvious to your coach, Jason, and uh, that you were really good, like raw, your raw talent was good. And then uh, the combination of your raw talent with your determination and discipline and hard work and all that other stuff just made you just what you are, like unbeatable, undefeated, like greatest woman of all time how would you help? What would you tell people? Like, how do people gain that discipline? And like, first, for people who are listening, who are like, God, I wish I had just like, a percentage of that ability, that discipline? How do you what would you tell people? Give them some, like, some, some advice on where to get it from, or how to bring it in, bring it out within them?
1: I would just say, honestly, the harder you work at something, the more you should believe in yourself and speak whatever it is is into existence, no matter what it is, no matter how crazy it sounds. you know, speak it out loud. and then when you speak it out loud and you speak it to yourself, then you hear it. Then you start feeling it on the inside like I have this burning desire for boxing to just want to win every fight. and I want to tell people you don't. the first step of losing. Is thinking that you lost. That's the first step. That's the first step of losing. Like losing takes, losing is a, pro, it's, it's, it's a progress to that. You don't just lose. It's like there were thoughts, there were actions, there were things that 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 led up to this loss. The same thing go with winning. First, you have to think you can win. Then you have to start working towards winning. Then you got to start putting in the time and everything. And then all, then all you know, you're a winner. But if you thinking that, If you let somebody beat you at the mental game already before you even get to whatever the competition is, and you say, "Man, this person's pretty good. There, I'm going to lose." You lost. That's the first. Get in the ring, or you get in whatever competition you're doing, and this person isn't even as good as you thought. But you don't have the gumption in you to pull it out and prove that because you've already defeated. Once you tell your mind that. This person is too good. it just makes the body react to that like oh this person is too good you know and I and I you always have to tell yourself like, listen, if somebody is just as good as you you see, look it, it's okay. you're good, I'm good too. you know and I okay you're okay, you're strong, I'm strong too. you're fast, I'm fast too. You smart, I'm smart too. And feed that into yourself. So when you go into whatever competition it is, you feel like, hey, if she's going to beat me or if she's going to be better than me, she's going to have to put up a hell of a fight. She's going to have to beat me in everything. Strength, power, combinations. She got to just be. She got to be everything to beat me. She can't just be faster than me and think she's going to win or be, or be longer or taller. She got to come with a combination of things to be better. But you got to speak that to yourself. But the minute you just get ready to go to war with somebody, and then you lay down, it's it's over.
0: So so, you, so it sounds like you do a lot of self talk over the la- over the years, where it's become your new, it's become your new like I don't know vernacular. It's like how you, that's all you really think of. You, you've said it so many times that's mm-hmm. really you've you've trained your brain so to speak.
1: Because there's so many people out here who doubt, you know, who doubt you and tell you that your thoughts are wrong and that you're wrong and you're not this and you're not that. And it's like, what, what gives you the right to tell tell me what I think about myself? Like, I hear people say, you talk about your accomplishments too much. I did them. If anybody should be talking about it, it should be me. I'm the one that trained. I'm the one that got punched in the face. I'm the one that got hit in the stomach. I'm the one that had to go in there and throw my hands and fight. You didn't have to do it. And people want you to wait till they tell you, oh, you're great. Oh, you're the best. And it was like, I don't need y'all to tell me nothing. I already know. I need that's y'all to tell me. Attitude. And that's and that how I've been for so many years now. And it's just not gonna change. Like I actually feel, I feel good, you know, knowing that. Nobody can say nothing to me to be like, to where I'm like, dang, maybe they're white, right? Maybe women's boxing is trash. Maybe, maybe I'm not a good boxer, you know? Maybe being a woman boxer is easy. It's like, if, if you can't come do my job, then it's best you just stay doing your job. That's it. Like, let me do me, and you do you, boo. That's it.
0: <laughs> I love that. What would you have done if you didn't become a boxer? Like, do you, what, 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 other, what path do you think you would have taken?
1: I would have been some kind of athlete like I always like my first dream was to have 11 kids by the time I was 26 which is so funny because now I'm 26 no kid not married right but when I was a kid that was my dream though I wanted to have a really big family I didn't think about how I was going to provide for them or take care of them I just wanted to have babies I don't know what the hell was wrong with me wow to be a mother so i have a great love and great joy
0: spending time with children amazing Um, maybe maybe you'd be a nanny i don't know (laughs) i love i just
1: love giving kids something to be happy about as they're being a kid because once you get grown and teenager life is a little bit harder you know so why not enjoy the younger years? So I love taking my nieces and nephews skate, you know, to the movies, you know, I teach every last one of my nephews and nieces how to box, every last one of them, um, how to hit the bag. And um, and, I, and I have some serious talks with them. I mean, from the younger people, from, from the younger kids to my olders. I got, I got nieces and nephews from the age of nine months, eight months old till 17. So all my brothers and my sisters have kids. I'm
0: the only one who don't have any. <laughs> wow, yes. But I don't think they have the kind of life that you have right now, right? With like fighting and being the champion and doing all the, And now like transitioning into like a whole other sport. How did you get involved with the PFL, the Professional Fighters League? And by the way, how are they different than UFC? I mean, I don't know how UFC and
1: PFL are different. Oh, okay. Um, PFL, based off them, understanding understand that I want to to make MMA a career and not just the one, one pop shop, like show up, fight your best fighter, win or lose, and then go back to boxing. It's like, I really want to dip into MMA. Like I really want to train. I really want to be able to get that experience. And then I want to have a chance to fight for a million dollars. Yeah. And the men and the women. So I'm like,
0: equality sounds good to me. Yeah. When's your first fight? I fight June 10th. Wow, that's coming up so soon. Nine weeks. Okay, who are you fighting? I don't know yet. They're supposed to be announcing that tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, so then you don't know who the fight's gonna be even? You just can't say. Um, I don't
1: know. They're gonna let me know, but at the end of the day, no matter who it is, I just gotta get ready and get prepared because I know she's gonna wanna come in there and beat me and give herself
0: a name. And I can't let her do that. So I'm just training and working on everything. Wow. And where is it going? Is it going to be pay-per-view or how do people like, do you know any of that or? It'll be on
1: ESPN
0: with the PFL network. Wow. And that's like, so you're so how, so right now you're, you're training and what's your training schedule? You're on off like three weeks on you said, and then you take a break or what do you do? You know, so
1: I like to be here. So I've been here uh, almost three weeks now. I go home three days just to keep that balance of family, relationship, and everything. And then I and then and then I come back for three more weeks. Then I go home two days. Then I come back three weeks. Then I go home three days. and I go back three weeks. I mean, then I go home three days, come back three weeks. So I'm spending the majority of my of my time here.
0: Wow. And then and then how do you what, what's your recovery like? Like what do you do to recover? What kind of stuff are you doing? Are you doing ice baths or what's your
1: I got ice baths. I do Epsom salt baths, massages, um, just just ice in, you know, certain areas, and um, sleep. You know, I, I try to relax and sleep. And um, sometimes, whatever made you sore can make you unsore. So, you got sore from kicking, if you go and kick the bag, it just makes it more loose, you know. But when you let it get stiff and it gets
0: tired, it's like, oh shit, now we got a problem. Right, right, right. Wow. I mean, I feel like, I, what else can I even ask you? I mean, there's really, there's really, you've kind of given me everything. I think that mm-hmm. this is great. Say, I, I think that, Hey, i I'm excited to watch you fight June 10th. I mean, that would be amazing. I can't wait to hear tomorrow. Not like I know who these fighters are. Who is the best UFC, uh, not, UFC not UFC, who's the best MMA woman? Amanda Nunes, is that her name? The, the best one right now in the, in the league for MMA?
1: i the at, in the in the pfl the champion at lightweight is taylor
0: harrison so right now she is the best at my weight class oh she is the best okay so oh so but like what i'm saying like you take like ronda rousey and all of those other ones who used to be mma like who are you looking like who would you if you keep on going to be the world champ who would be the one like who was the best ever in, in mma was it ronda rousey who was the best I think it's Amanda Nunes right now. It is It is of Nunes. That's what I thought it was. Right. Wow. Um, and so, amazing. Well, I feel like I've, I, like I said, I've asked everything. I wish you so much luck for your fight in June. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I, like, like I have to say also that um, the fact, that I think for someone, it sounds like you have a really, you're, 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 you have your head on right, you know, you're very, you're, you're messy, you, you want equality, you kind of like have you have like a good balance between your family. You, you you kind of are prioritizing things very well for someone who's so young. It's very impressive. You're so accomplished at 26 years old. I mean, it's really, you're not even, you haven't even hit your stride. I mean, they say that you don't even hit your stride as an athlete, as a professional, what's a 28 to 30 or something That's like that. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So I can't even imagine what you're going to be doing in like two, three years from now. It's it's going to be insane, but Um, Like, I I was trying to say that you seem to have your head on really, really tightly, really well, like your balance between what importance of family and being true to yourself. And it's just really nice to see someone, like I said, who's 26, who kind of seems to have it all prioritized really well.
1: You know, I had prayed to God when I was 14. I said, God, I, I pray that you give me a stronger mind. You know, I feel like I was really weak minded. I was bothered by words and by people, you know. Making me feel a certain way, but it just seemed like after I made that prayer that God, you know, just give me a stronger mind. When I was fourteen, He made me (laughs) twenty. You know, you just like you want a strong mind. Here you go. Yeah, I've always been able to think ahead and not 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 be too down on myself and uh, just like know what to do. Like I don't expect to be happy every day, but I don't have to be sad either. Like I can kind of be in the middle. And be neutral and I can be perfectly fine with that some days. But you know, I'm just a person that realized that every like every day is different than the other one. Some days are good, some are bad. But I'm still just grateful to be here, you know, and just grateful that I've been able to be given all the opportunity that I've been given over the years, even now. You know, MMA is a bit harder than boxing, but it's still like it's a
0: great opportunity, you know, to, to keep being great. Absolutely. Well, one other question I have to know. What's your hobbies? Like when you're not fighting or cooking or what do you like <laughs> to do on, on your spare time like when you're not doing this stuff?
1: Um, I like to watch TV. What's Super your favorite Girl. show? Supergirl is one of my favorite shows. Supergirl. Supergirl on CW. Also Black Lightning on CW. Um, oh. I just finished watching The Last Airbender. It's a, it's a cartoon, but it just got, it's just got so much to it. I love it. Um, I like to go. I like to like play pool, go bowling. Um, I love trying out new restaurants for food to eat. And um, I just love taking trips. Like For my birthday, my boyfriend took me to Tampa. We stayed out there five days, and it was just so fun. I finally got on a jet ski, and I had a really good time. It was, it was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, that's so fun. I love that. Right. It was your birthday just recently. That's right. Happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so you're, you're newly 26, which is even more crazy. You're kind of like <laughs> just barely 20 out, out of 25. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Where do people, if they want to hear more about you or find out more about you, where can they, where can they go? Do you have, in, you have Instagram and give us all your details.
1: Yeah. So if you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Clarissa C L A R E S S A Shields S H I L D S, and just for behind the scenes of my of my MMA training of my life, the behind the scenes of everything, you can just subscribe to my YouTube channel, Clarissa wolf Shields. No, oh,
0: I'm going to do that. Actually, I didn't know you had YouTube. Also, yeah, I'm like at 9,000 subscribers right now, trying to make it 20. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'll, you'll have 9,001. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. And um, uh, hopefully, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely watch your fight and we will talk, I'm sure, quite soon. Okay, for sure. Okay. Bye. All right.